Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have only five words for you. From my cold, dead hands. It's time for Gun Radio Utah. No apologies. A show dedicated to preserving and protecting your constitutional right to bear arms for your security and sport. Here's your host, well-known gun rights advocate and chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council, Clark Aposian. And welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. Welcome to Gun Radio Utah. Welcome back from last week where we had a great show. But boy, do we have a we have a great show. We have we have a plethora of a lot of stuff to guests, cover today. So of guests, we're going to be covering we're going to be covering a lot of stuff. We're going to have Mitch Belos on next segment, and or second. I don't know if he's going to be on second. So or third segment, but we're going to have Mitch Belos on. So you're going to have Poncho. Yeah, Poncho Velos. If you look at if you look at Mitch Velos, in fact, I don't think he'll get too mad at me saying this. But if you've ever seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know there's Lee Van Cleef yeah. was the bad. The good was uh, Clint Eastwood, and the ugly was uh, Tuco, Sergio Leone, and it was one of those spaghetti westerns from the 70s, and Mitch looks, Mitch can dress himself up to look exactly like Tuco or Sergio, <laughs> Leone, Sergio Leone in The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, but, but uh, Mitch is an author, he's an attorney, and a uh, is a great guy, I've known Mitch for, I don't know, 25 years or so, something like that, yeah. and he writes books that literally sit in our utah journey general's office uh and like the last four of them i think something like that anyway on utah gun laws and so he knows utah gun laws very well he knows federal gun laws very well and he defends people and a lot of that a lot of time you get into a gun problem a legal problem that's the go-to guy to to kind of get you out of it is mitch velos so mitch is going to be on we're going to be asking mitch about the Sim Gill decision to, well, at least lobby the legislature, because Sim can't do it, but to lobby the legislature for policy reform ideas for law enforcement use of deadly force. So that's not so much what worries me, Bill. Well, uh, yeah, I'm very is, curious what your thoughts are on this, because my as I was reading into it and looking over this, I have... A lot of questions, and I, I know Mitch will cover a lot of this for us, but um, I'm a little, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little concerned if I was someone, if I was an individual in law enforcement right now. Well, true. Oh, and that voice you're hearing is Bill Pedersen. We are both <laughs> members of the Utah Shooting Sports Council. Uh, Bill is a uh, an active board member and director of the Utah Shooting Sports Council. Couldn't do this without him. Boy, you've been doing some double time work of late while I have been in Uinta County. So thanks, Bill, for yeah. <laughs> taking well, care of and, this. Uh, we should tell our listeners. Well, we should let our listeners know that um, this show's being done all over the place. We. We've got uh, Mitch that's coming in from Davis County. I'm not sure where Dave's from, but I think he's from Salt Lake County. You're out in Uinta County. I'm here in Salt Lake County. And we're doing uh, a different type of show today, that's for sure. Um, we're kind of 
It's because we've had some, we've had not, not with any of our guests, not with us, but there have been some concerns on the, let's say the virus front. We'll like just say that. The Kung flu. Is that good enough to say? Yeah. yeah the Kung flu. So, <laughs> And uh, and so and we can say the Kung Flu because you know what? There's no phones to answer. So there's sorry. No phones to answer and there's we're, no phones to answer. We're non apologists. So. so yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So so. Yeah. But what? So, so yeah, take? we're, we're going to talk about that because one of the things that concerns me is is in lo- in reading the 15 page proposal from County Attorney Sim Gill, Salt Lake County Attorney Sim Gill, is that he wants to change some of the other things that non-law enforcement, things like you and me, Bill, have to contend with for use of force and necessity and reasonableness and necessary. You know, some of these words that as a concealed firearms instructor and tactical instructor, we use all the time and we're explaining to people what what kind of perception you have to have when going into this when you're going into a, a life and death situation, a self-defense situation, you're defending yourself, you're defending your family or an innocent third party, and you have to now, we're having to second guess and backpedal on our justification on what is considered justified. And so I'm not really happy. I'm looking at this, and knowing the Utah legislature, I don't give it much chance of really of backpedaling on that uh, for this for this next session, but the thing that worries me, and this is what we're going to ask Mitch about, thing that worries me is how much of this is Salt Lake County Attorney Sim Gill going to institute on his own, so to speak, on reviewing and screening some of these self defense cases, and he may take it upon himself to have a uh, a much stricter scrutiny on it. Well, that would be interesting, so, especially if legislation does not. Um, change any of the existing uh, code because I would imagine a lot of yeah. this has to affect uh, our current uh, code that we already have in place. So, got to tell you, I've been getting a lot of calls for concealed carry classes and big classes. These are people, you know, and I'll tell people, I says, you know, I'll I'll teach a class. That's fine. Um, I just don't do it as much. But boy, have I been getting calls? I'm actually, you know, scheduling them now, and I'll tell people, you know, you got to have. 12 people or more now you got to have 15 people or more and bam they get all those people they get them all together and they're there i got a call an interesting call the other day from uh from a guy i don't talk to him too much but i've known him for many years he is a pilot you know did you know you have to have your pilot's license to fly a hot air balloon bill um yeah i mean because you're up in air traffic i mean you've got to you've got to know yeah yeah now but, I, I mean, don't. I don't have, know what you have the to have requirements a, you have to have are. A, uh, the background. Yeah, you have anything. to know. You have to a pilot's license. I don't know if it's different. Kind, but anyway, so this guy he calls and he says, "Hey, I've got a when I'm up in the air, you know, out in the wild blue yonder, and the balloon is going everywhere. I have a chase vehicle. It's my truck." He says yep. that I have my employees or my volunteers, whatever they are. They're always over eighteen. But follow me. And they're following me all over, you know, through Hill and Dale and that kind of stuff. And he says, I have a nine mil pistol in the center console. And uh, he says, now, when I when I, you know, you know, lock it up, I take it with me or put it in a lockbox or whatever like that. But he says, can they be in that truck with that pistol 
the pistol's not theirs, the truck isn't theirs, is that putting the uh, is that putting them the driver of the truck at liability or you know criminal liability is that putting him the owner of the truck and the gun in liability and i says now actually it is and you referred to and so i always like to back it up with a code section 76-10-505 and it says that if you if the if the person that has the gun has the permission of the owner then you're okay and as long as they've got to be 18 it's got to be a handgun if you don't and oh by the way so he has his concealed carry permit, but these people that are driving the truck may or may not have a concealed permit. So I said, yeah. I said, so if they don't have a concealed carry permit, you cannot have a loaded rifle or shotgun or, by the way, a capped or prime, capped and primed muzzle loader. There you go. In don't there, but you the can, but you can have a fully loaded handgun in your vehicle. And we've talked about this on Gun Radio Utah before, but that's an interesting question. It's he's not in the truck. It's he doesn't it, it's his gun and it's his truck, but he's not in it and with permission. So, yes, it's yes, they can. As long as one, I would make sure they know about it. And two, they have permission to be in the truck. And, so this uh, and obviously they do. So in, in a sense, this can apply to any other situation where uh, someone else is in uh, control of your vehicle that you might not be in possession of your vehicle. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Now, it's got to be a pistol. But what's interesting, Bill, is this. Remember when we were over at Legacy, do you remember all of the AR and the SIG pistols, the new yeah. SIG? I mean, there were some cool – they have that braces Sig on Saint. them, and they have, <laughs> you know, kind of angled foregrips. They're not quite foregrips, but they're kind of angled uh, little doohickeys where normally you would have a vertical foregrip. Yeah. And those are all pistols. I and said so SIG Saint. That, I meant to say Springfield Saint because uh, Springfield was there the week before as well. and. And we're talking yeah. and playing around with that gun as well quite a bit. But yeah. So what caliber what caliber are you gonna get that in? In your PCC, your pistol caliber carbine. Five, five, I don't five, like six. by the way. Yeah, probably five five six. PCC. Really? I, yeah, I wouldn't mind yeah. a nine millimeter as well either, though. That's you know, I could see yeah. where there could be or some 10. value. Out. What about ten? Ten would be nice. 10, millimeter. ten would be expensive. <laughs> yeah. Ten, so. it, it would be expensive to shoot. Yeah. But I it you know it's interesting awesome. is just over there. Legacy had Legacy had ammo. Oh, by the way, we're going to have Dave Branham with Legacy and Sportsman's Warehouse and the gunsmith at Sportsman's Warehouse. And I had a really good experience I'm going to tell you about in third and fourth segment with the gunsmith because I was bringing over guns on Saturday to, to have them. In fact, I brought over a gun on Friday and I brought over a gun on Saturday to have them repaired and looked at. So I had a really good experience. Good. Um, yeah, that's... Those guys are awesome over there, and, and uh, they've helped me out quite a bit as well, too. Um, and if you haven't had a chance, you got to go at least go check out the facility. And I know their open house is over, but um, I've been talking to Dave in between segments, and uh, they've got some cool things they're, they're, they're getting ready to, to do, and I'm way excited. So maybe we can uh, invite The other thing, I noticed they have some great deals on their used guns. And did you know that the gunsmith at Sportsman's Warehouse reviews all their used guns that they bring in. Every one of them. And make them up. any yeah. necessary changes or modifications or fixes to any of them. And so they make sure that they're going to work for you. But, boy, they have a lot of rifles, too. A lot of, um, uh, you know, I, I think I saw a Tika there, lots of Savage 110s. Yeah. And I saw some short-barreled Savage 110s with uh, threaded and 
uh, another longer one. So um, interesting. Oh, I saw. A, I was going to say a I saw a Chinese pistols too. So yeah, I saw a Chinese semi-automatic shotgun that's kind of a oh, really? kind of a cross between a Galil and an AK. It has some features of both, you know, that. And it was very interesting, but it was a Chinese one. And I don't know how they got it. I don't know how that gun is even in the U.S. because I thought the import restrictions would have stopped it. But I guess it was because it was still a sporting shotgun. It did have a longer barrel. Yeah. But it, it to me, it definitely looked like a tactical shotgun. But anyway, they had uh, they had that. So remember that if you want to get it, if you want to get your gun fixed or anything like that, Cerakoted, engraved, your stock worth, rebarreled. Uh, take it over to the Gunsmith Sportsman's Warehouse. 76.2.402 ABC. We're going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to be. We're going to so. be talking about Utah use of force. That's seven, that's very good, Bill. Yeah. 76-2-402. I'm getting really good. Is well, that's one of the that's one of the changes that Sim Gill's going to be trying to or make is uh, use of force and forcible felonies. So exactly. we're going to be talking about that with, with Mitch Velos when we come back on Gun Radio Utah. No apologies. So stay tuned. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes. There are no apologies on this show. Welcome back to Gun Radio Utah with host Clark Capotion. All right, welcome to Gun Radio Utah. I should say, welcome back. We weren't on that long with a, a few commercials, very important commercials. Um, sometimes they, uh, anyway, we are having fun. We've got a full studio today. I mean, as promised, we have Mitch Velos, attorney, author, gun rights. Uh, I, I want to say activist, but activist kind of has a bad connotation lately. Is that right, Mitch? So, attorney, author, and gun rights um, enthusiast. What do you think, Mitch? Advocate. Advocate. Like advocate. Oh, attorneys advocate. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Attorneys are advocates. It depends. Either, right? If you're my if you're my attorney, you're an advocate. If you're the other attorney, you know, you're the enemy. So anyway, well, Mitch. I- 
Um, my dad you've been doing this a long him, time. My Greek dad would call him Isonu the Beach of this, but. <laughs> um, that's what Poncho would call him. So anyway, Mitch, uh, you've been doing this for a long time. How long have you been, uh, you know, were you, you were into guns before you actually accepted into the bar? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been in gun, into guns since I was probably six or seven. I remember breaking a tooth trying to hold a 30-40 Krag rifle under my uh, shoulder, uh, you know, under the arm. And that didn't work very well, but <clears throat> it broke a tooth. But Did you uh, we sue, the, shooting, uh, did you uh, sue the gun manufacturer? Yeah, bottles in the air at the dump, at the, at the McGill dump out in the West Desert uh, when I uh, probably six. So you if you haven't trained your kids to shoot guns, by the time yeah you're six years old, you're you're way behind the curve. <laughs> well, Mitch, so I I gotta know you chipped a tooth. Did you sue the gun manufacturer? <laughs> oh geez, I should have sued my dad, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dad. <laughs> so there you go. All right, Mitch, we have we have important stuff to talk about, and. Uh, you know, it's neither here nor there as to which one I go with first, but we promised our listeners that we were going to talk about Sim Gill and what he's doing. He has a, I printed it out. It's 15 pages long. It's a policy reform ideas for law enforcement use of deadly force. And this is Sim Gill, the Salt Lake County District Attorney. He's the person that screens all your grade A misdemeanor, or at least his office will screen all the grade A misdemeanors and felonies as to you know whether or not to charge them, how vociferous the prosecution is going to be, if any, so on and so forth, for you and me, as well as for law enforcement. And so he has come up with a whole bunch of changes. Have you had a chance to review some of those changes, Mitch? Some of them, uh, and just some of the titles. Uh, let me okay. say this about Sim Gill. I, I really like him as a person. I think he's an honorable man. Uh, he's been very good to get back to me when I need to talk to him. Uh, I just can't say enough about his integrity and uh, the fact that I, I just really uh, think he's a, a, a good person. Um, okay. But as far as this, as these proposals are concerned, I'm really, really concerned that uh, you're going to have major walk off the job by law enforcement. Uh, I mean, the situation now, a situation where we don't have systemic racism, first of all, Everybody that's listening, Google um, the movie uh, Uncle Tom, and and uh, you have uh, black people there that have been very successful, and they they talk about the fact that there is not systemic racism. We have this is the best country in the world, and we have all the opportunities uh, that we can possibly have to get ahead, uh, and uh, there's no reason why we. We should even get into this. So I don't right, think well, there's what, any what grounds for changing anything. There's no grounds for changing anything. Let 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 me read. Let me read to you. Like say the first one, and it basically follows a theme here. It says apply. So this is possible amendments to Utah state law. It says apply the same legal standards for self-defense to law enforcement officers as are applied to non-officers, and basically, it. it we have the same, generally speaking, we have the same rules of lawful self-defense, but we don't have the protection of the badge. We don't have that uh, protection from legal and civil liability. Uh, and so he goes on, limit the crimes for which a non-officer 
may use deadly force for prevention. That uh, his uh, one of his things in that first one is to limit the crimes for which a non-officer, like you and me, may use deadly force for, for prevention. Um, not not a fan of that. And so we find a lot of those in 76.2402, the forcible felony statutes. That's your rape, robbery, arson, aggravated assault, attempt murder, carjacking, those kind of things. And those are all in your face, very, you, you know, very violent type crimes that carry with it the risk of serious bodily injury. So it... And so he goes on. Number two, require that law enforcement use less lethal force that is reasonably available and effective and make the defense of justification unavailable when an officer fails to do so. So justification, can you explain? We've got about a little bit, just over a minute. Can you explain what justification is, what the justification they're talking about? It means you're not guilty because the law... uh, allows you to defend yourself or defend a third person so you're so that's the premise is that you're automatically not guilty yes if 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 it's a lawful self-defense or lawful defense of a third person there are no apologies on this show gun radio utah there are no apologies on this show Welcome back to Gun Radio Utah with Clark Aposian on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. I'm your host, Clark Aposian. There are no apologies. Bill Pedersen, you're not apologizing for anything. Not at all this weekend. No. So we are both members of the Utah Shooting Sports Council. Go to utahshootingsportscouncil.org and talk to us <laughs> so Send in us fact an email in fact what i what i what i'd gone over before oh i gotta tell you before i i, I can't let this go so we, we know we talk about sportsman's warehouse the gunsmith at sportsman's warehouse but yeah. i gotta talk about legacy shooting center and because it's important because yesterday and today well no 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 take that back tomorrow technically is the last day for their grand opening so july okay. 12th is the last day for their grand opening but today get over there today because, well, Sig Sauer is there. Oh, Sig. Sig Sauer is there, and they have swag. Yeah, they have lots of free gifts, and uh, you make sure you sign up for the giveaways. They have, I don't want to call it a boatload, but they have a lot of things that they're giving away. Pistols, rifles, uh, you name it, all kinds of kits. Half off on Half membership. Off That's on crazy. Membership. And it's crazy time. i got to get one. i got to so get one. So you're going to? Yeah, I I can see me. I mean, that's that's a really good deal for half price on a membership for a full year. You bring guests, you get gun cleanings, you get discount on ammo, on accessories, and these guys are awesome. I mean, these these guys know their guns. If you have any questions, they got tons of guns that you can yeah. try Legacy out. Shooting Center, fourteen seventy five West, nine thousand South in West Jordan. It's over on the south side of the road, the old granite, granite furniture building. building. Yeah. All right, enough of that. Okay, let's talk about that. Uh, we we're talking about call, so the guy calls, calls me. Clark. So yeah. the guy calls me and he says, "What should I do?" And I says, "Well, first off, in that you're making the call, that you're you've been thinking about it, you've been visualizing, and folks, when I say visualize, I mean you're putting yourself in that situation. And a lot of times we can't help but put ourselves in that situation." 
because we think this is a regular person. I could be in that intersection. So I said, this is just me talking. So first off, you have the right to carry a gun in your car without a permit. Loaded. Yes, concealed. And yes, you may wear a mask while you're carrying (laughs) a concealed weapon. I'm still getting those calls. There is no restriction whatsoever, folks. Not in Utah. Maybe in some other states, but not in Utah. Yes, you can wear your mask, your COVID-19. Are we up to 19 or are we up to 20 yet? Anyway, mask and carry a firearm openly or concealed, whatever you're allowed to do or whatever, and you're not violating any laws. So now you can also carry a fully loaded handgun in your vehicle without a concealed carry permit, even if you're 18 years old and you are in lawful possession of the car or permission of the car owner that you're in, and you have to have be lawful possess, lawfully possessing the firearm as well. But, so what do you do? So I said, well, you never give up your right of lawful self-defense. Remember that, folks. You never give up your right of lawful self-defense, even if you find yourself on the wrong end of an overwhelming protest and find yourself in the middle of it and quite outnumbered. And I says, you know, I guess not that I would like this, but I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, they're pounding on the car and they're causing dents in my car. What do I do? Well, if you feel they are not going to get it and they're just letting out some aggression, First off, you're not going to catch. You're not going to catch them. Yeah, they're not going to be. They're not. Police are not going to arrest them. We have not seen that for pounding your car. Even though, yeah, it's a crime. Now, what if they go for the windows, Bill? Yeah, that would be my next question. What if they They go go for the windows and skateboard or whatever? And they break a window. I, they crack a window. Okay, so that means now there's nothing between them. I used to have glass and steel. Now I just have steel and they have an opening. They have an avenue into my vehicle where me, maybe my spouse, maybe my kids are in that. Um, I'm going to apply the gas. Yep. In Now, do I mean to run over the protesters? No, I mean to escape, evade, warn, retreat and get out of there. Am I going to try to steer away from them as I do? Yeah, I'm going to, but I'm getting out of there. Now, at slow speeds, I'll tell you this, I'm not giving you advice on this, but very, very, very few protesters have been killed by being hit by a car at those very slow speeds of trying to get away. People are, you know, killed. Certainly, they're going to be, they could be injured and run over somebody's noggin, like I said before, but you never give up that right of lawful self-defense. And I got to tell you, the the thoughts that are going through somebody's mind when the window breaks now could they throw in a molotov cocktail <laughs> yeah or they absolutely what, what they could. call those uh, cement shakes those lime cement shakes lime cement shakes. yeah they were doing that in portland uh police they would shake up lime and water in a concentrate and oh lime throw, you mean yeah, you're not so talking burn. about lime as in lemon and lime and not that type like thing. Lime you're talking about lime the caustic yeah uh, caustic type thing uh i hadn't even heard of that but yeah. that's not good so all right, so and but folks, visualize what you're going to do because you don't want it to be the first time it crosses your mind as to what to do when it actually happens. But think about this. Think about when you're sitting at home and your door gets busted open. Think about when you're in your backyard and somebody's coming in through your side yard to attack you or your family. Think about what you're going to do. What are your escape routes? What are your your active engagement? Where are your family? That type of thing. Think about these things and visualize them. And folks, the more you visualize, the better the visualization is, the the more scary it is, the more uncomfortable and awkward it is for your mind, but it means it's working. So, all right. Well, the, I think in addition to that, I mean, the, the biggest thing is you want to get home. You want to take your home family. You want to go home safe. You want to 
be alive at the end of the day. We want to prevail. And I guess we've always talked about this, Clark, in some of our classes. Always deal with problem number one. Very good. What is problem number one? Problem one, number one, is you just drove into a, a, a protest group. Okay, somebody, is trying to, somebody is trying to. Somebody is trying. So problem number in this case would be somebody is trying to get in your vehicle, or they've now they've they've accessed your vehicle. You know, the, via a broken window, or they're trying now. Remember, it's seventy six dash two dash four zero two. You can look that up on Google. It's usually your second or third. You know, especially if you type in seventy six dash two dash four zero two, and then type in Utah, it'll be the second response, and. And you can get the verbatim statute right there. But it's it's very interesting because unlike regular vehicle burglary, like you just you know, somebody's trying to steal your car stereo or whatever, if they do that anymore. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it's this covers enter or attempt to gain entry. Attempt to gain entry. So maybe you've got some pretty strong windows and they can withstand a few whacks with a skateboard, but not many. It's considered a forcible felony. And the interesting thing about those is that, yeah, you can use any force necessary, including an up to force that is likely to kill or seriously injure. Now, you're still going to have to explain yourself, folks. This yeah. is not a carte blanche, you know, you, you know, do this. But uh, you're going to have you're going to have some explaining to do, Lucy. But. At least the statute anticipates the violent nature of somebody trying to get in your car while you're in it. All right. So another one. We have, we've got time for this. And, oh, Bill, did you want to? Yeah, no, we're anything? good. All right. So another. I got a call from a movie producer back uh, back east that that I'd worked with before, and he's fairly liberal. Great guy, but he's fairly liberal, and you know, and then the whole gun thing was, you know, he wasn't comfortable with that, and. But now he's calling me saying, what kind of gun should I get? <laughs> and I've had a few of those calls. And I'm sure a lot of yeah. them. In fact, the, the biggest ratio of probably new gun owners are probably liberals, left-wing Democrats and that. They've had guns for a long time. but Well, the scale's got to be tipping at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, he asked me, he says, how about a 380? Normally, when, when I've been doing this for many, many, many years, I would have said, nah, 380 is not enough gun. 380 is on the high level of what we call a mouse gun or a pocket gun. A 380 is better than nothing, but it's on the nothing side. I used right. to say that. And let me give you a, you know, let me give you a little history on the 380. Why do we call it a 380? Well, it's it's actually not 380 caliber. It uh, it came around back in 1908. And who designed it? Yeah, John M. Browning. John M. Browning. It's a, it called the 380 ACP. stands for Automatic Colt Pistol Cartridge. And I was just looking at the number of names there are that they call this. There is at least nine different names that oh, they really? call the 380. The 9 mil Browning, the 9 mil Corto, the 9 mil Cort, depending on what country you're mm-hmm. in. Um, the 9 the millimeter Kratak, the Kurtz, the Skirt, the Short, or the 9 by 17 
So a regular nine millimeter yeah. that we consider, you know, nine NATO, nine parabellum is nine by 19, nine millimeters across at the widest diameter of the bullet, and then 19 millimeters in height. And that's what those two numbers mean. Well, this is nine millimeters across, but the 380 is 17 millimeters in height with the fully loaded cartridge. A little shorter. So anyway, when it came out, and, and, you know, when I was starting to teach concealed carry back in 95, I used to tell folks, if you're going to carry a 380, carry full metal jackets. You need to make a hole, you know, without being too graphic, but you need to make a hole before it expands too much because you don't want it to expand before it makes a hole and get to something that, that will actually stop the person. So I would recommend that they used to carry full metal jacket rounds, not expanding rounds because they hadn't done it. Well, the technology in bullet making and metallurgy and all that has now just been fantastic. They make some great 380 or 9x17 expanding rounds now. And yeah, whereas it's, and and it gained popularity, especially with the Kel-Tec. Right. The Kel-Tec P3AT. P3 and then Alpha Tango. But it meant to, it meant to designate 380, P380. Anyway, did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, that's, that's what the whole thing was. Yeah, and then and then Ruger came out, copied the Keltrak, yep. and the tiny little six shot, you know, single LCP, single yeah. stack six uh, LCP, and so it, it, no, it's not going to replace your three fifty seven mag. It's not going to be as powerful as a nine millimeter, but a nine by nineteen. But if it's there, they do make some better rounds for it right now. And you get the penetration and the expansion. That would be interesting because, you know, back when I had my LCP, there wasn't, I mean, Hornady Critical Defense, and you had federal uh, premiums uh, that were out there, home defense as well, too. But that was the biggest thing in a Utah environment, especially in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. Someone's wearing a leather coat or a heavy Levi jacket type or layers, material. Yeah. A 380 might just bring, and especially the with the with the hollow points they had, the yeah. the, the hollow point would uh, would get filled up with that fabric substrate. Now, interesting thing, you know what started World War One was the assassination of uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand by the I Black Hand. It was by the Black Hand. Okay. I remember that, okay. and, uh, and that's what uh, that's what started that whole thing because of all the alliances, the secret alliances, and so on and so forth. Well, guess what? He was shot with a three eighty ACP. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Back in nineteen fourteen, I thought it was something mo- uh, John Browning did for the enemy or something. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, he was actually shot with a three eighty ACP. I'd like to find out what gun it was. I don't know. I don't know that, but. Anyway, interesting. So, Bill, what are we hunting? Uh, nothing right now. We're kind of it's kind of quiet time. We still have bear season. I think one's just started. Um, but uh, in fact, I did see bears up at the cabin. So oh, you did? Yeah, kind of fun. We'll have to share that story. Yogi hey, and Boo Boo. Yogi and Boo Boo. Yeah, some really kind of crazy bears uh, up at my friend's cabin. Are they afraid of you? No, actually, we were watching it right out of the front window. I'll show you the text. So, how big afterwards. would the cubs be right now? I mean, uh, aren't they born in the? Are they yeah, born in the spring? They're born in the spring. They're, they're going to be, you know, fairly small dog size. I'd say like my lab, but uh, yeah. Now, do they go in cycles? Do you have? Do you always have a lot of bears up there, or are there yeah, more bears up this in this year, area? Or? There's a lot of bears. In fact, I already know of four bears that have been taken out of two canyons from the spring hunt right now. Yeah. Uh, last year, my buddy had his trail cameras up there on his property. He saw over 20 different bears um, just on his property. How did so. you know there were different bears? Well, you need pictures. Well, yeah, but they... <laughs> it's just little markings, yeah. little things that you can pick up on them. Yeah. So, so uh, there, was a, there was some deer 
hovering around the, the um, hovering around the uh, the garden, and uh, Casey says, "Well, anyway, you can't shoot at them because it's called menacing." So anyway, <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be right back. We got a lot more to cover in fourth segment. Some big news. Keeping you updated and up to date on the latest news around the country and Utah on firearms. It's Gun Radio Utah. No apologies. Your host, Clark Apotion. Welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. I'm your host, Clark Apotion. Sitting across me, Bill Pedersen. And we've got Dave Branham, head button pusher, lever puller over at Sportsman's Warehouse Legacy Shooting Center. And Dave, you have been busy uh, you went up north. You went up Evanston Way, northeast. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Woodruff? Did you do the? Uh, that's. It was amazing that that match. It's the Hornady PRS match. Tell us about that. Yeah. We we uh, the the match was on Friday and Saturday. We went up on Thursday for a vendor day, which allows us to shoot a little bit and not embarrass ourselves too bad, like my <laughs> like myself. So we took some production rifles. Um, some stuff off the shelf, uh, Savage, Remington, uh, Tika. We even took a gun that we built at the Gunsmith Center in 6.5 PRC, and we just wanted to go play for the day. So it was a good, a good way to get out and have some fun. Um, you know, we were shooting uh, targets at seven, eight, nine hundred yards. It was amazing. It was now that gun you built, that gun. Now, so the Gunsmith, the Gunsmith at Sportsman's Warehouse built your 6.5. PRC, is that right? That is. How'd you, how did you like the performance? How'd you like the performance of that cartridge? Uh, performance is great. Um, it, it's amazing. It's a pretty heavy gun. It was designed as a semi bench gun, and some of the competitors that were giving us instructions asked why we built it so light. Um, oh wow! So it was amazing to see the difference between uh, competitive shooters. I mean, their guns were about twenty two pounds. Um, and they were really small, uh, six millimeter cartridges, six Creedmoor, six GT, which is a uh, semi wildcat. And, uh, it was amazing just to, just to learn, um, long distance shooting. And, uh, I thought it was great. I, so I might what, even enter the competition. So Dave, was this an endurance, uh, shooting event that they had to go from station to station or was it pretty much a fixed station? That they were shooting from? No, it's uh, station to station. We did about four stations, but I think there was a total of, I think, 16. Um, and and they had some pretty wild shots across canyons, and uh, you have to sometimes kneel down, lay down. And it really, it's one of, what I was told was it was one of the hardest matches of the year. And, uh, it, I mean, it's an amazing area. That you have valleys and um, all sorts of targets. And I... Uh, I really suggest to look at their Facebook page on Hornady's uh, PRS series because the pictures will uh, don't do it justice. Wow. Remind me again of that because I've got it, but I want you to remind our listeners of the Facebook page to get to, to that. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the Hornady. Uh, they have it on their website, but it's the Precision Rifle Shooting Series. And if you look that up, you'll see all the shooting series uh, in the U.S., but there was the uh, one in the Utah match, which was uh, last week in July, and uh, you'll get to see some pictures of that. And now they're starting to post pictures of other matches that are that are up, and uh, the people go around and compete. It's uh, amazing. Some of the rigs they have are um, outstanding, to say the least. Well, as much as I love Hornady and, and the bullets and that, I want you to tell us about the Facebook page that I met the guy 
and you're you're a media guy and he does all the Twitter and the Facebooking and the Instagramming and that. So how do people go to Facebook to see some pictures? I don't know if there are any. I assuming there's pictures. Yeah, uh, um, on Sportsman uh, Sportsman's uh, Facebook page, he actually posted images um, from. He was up there on uh, Friday taking pictures, and uh, we sponsored a couple of stations. Uh, had some uh, a lounge so you could have some drinks, uh, cool down, get out of the sun. So sportsmans.com, Facebook page, um, either one will get you some of those photos. Hey, what was the longest you shot out there? What was the longest anybody shot out there? Longest distance? Um, I'll I'll tell you what I shot was 890 yards um, with a 308, and it was an elk-sized target, and I hit it three out of four times, which was amazing for me. I I consider myself very lucky for that. (laughs) What What gun were you using to shoot that? at that distance that was a uh an off-the-shelf savage um 110 uh and a vortex scope oh a 110 uh, that's an interesting rifle yeah. that's uh uh one of the rifles that they're they're saying this year will be one of the probably the more popular rifles out there um uh, that you know that i mean you've got the tikas you've got the ruger american rifle you've got the savage 110 which you know the savage one you can't beat that for the price i mean that's just fantastic did you hear about the four mile shot that somebody just did wow four miles now to to be honest it took them 67 misses to get the final shot but it was with a 416 barrett and it was four miles and apparently they had to hold that gun at such an at almost a 45 degree angle to get that wow i mean what it and, and my question is you're aiming at sky what reference point would you have to do that and but but apparently they they did that but it was like yeah bill it was like a a 45 degree angle because any more than that and you're you're essentially just shooting up in the air but i mean that's akin to artillery you know just lobbing it that's so i don't know i don't know i maybe you just anchor it into the ground and and uh so bill would that be a, like would that a, be an ethical shot for you when you're elk hunting would that be an ethical no, shot no not at all <laughs> There are no apologies on this show. Gun Radio Utah. This is Dan. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.